Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. I call you up and ask you if you'd like to go with me and see a movie. First you say no, you got some plans for the night. And then you stop and say... This time we do the rundown. Let's get it. Now it's the rundown presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. So we have reached uh, a new week, and Memphis football is back in action against UCF this weekend, which sets up a uh, you know a, a game with with heavy implications. It's a lot. Of, it's a pressure packed uh, situation. Or Ryan Silverfield, UCF is coming off of a victory against Cincinnati, and they have now found themselves inside the top 25 for the first time this season. So you will have an opportunity here. I suppose that is the Sesame Street word of the day, opportunity um, to beat a ranked team. That's what's coming in here to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium on Saturday. Memphis is a three-and-a-half-point dog over at Superbook. We know that Memphis is actually – Amazing at home. They're awful on the road under Ryan Silverfield, and they're amazing at home. They can beat teams like Mississippi State at home. They can be up 19 points in the fourth quarter against Houston. I don't know what happened after that. Well, they lost. Uh, but they can they can win games at home that they simply just can't on the road. That's just a fact. They're better at home, yes. So uh, I guess my, my, my question as it relates to this game specifically is, what is at stake? What is at stake for, for Memphis in this game? What does a win mean? What is a what is a win? Uh, what what are the rewards that come with a win in this situation for Ryan Silverfield? Know, I think you know the answers to those questions. Uh, does it fully restore faith in Ryan Silverfield? No, but if you got a win, it I imagine at the point that you're at, John, it'd feel a lot like being rich uh, because Ryan Silverfield. Right now, you look at you you look at the temperature around the program just in terms of fans and what they think. There, there's not much there in terms of. Belief level in you right now. That's sort of the, the phrase I've been using, faith level, and that's what it's about for Silverfield is trying to get that back. Again, we, we can talk about 6-6 six and six and getting to a bowl, and it solidifies Ryan for another year, but how excited are people getting about that? It just doesn't feel like there's much buzz right now. Knocking off a ranked team, John, yes, at home, would give you some of that. How much? We can go back and forth on that. We won't really know unless you do it. Mm-hmm. But it would give you something back, John, at a time where I told you this three-week stretch, including the bye week, would be about that for Ryan Silverfield. Turning it around, right, because right now it's going in the wrong direction. So so you'd be doing that, stabilizing things. 
but more importantly, getting people to say, okay, well, Ryan Silverfield can does still have it, you know, especially if you went out there and it was an impressive performance. I think you could get some of it back. Does that save you? No, not necessarily. Just in terms of your tenure here, but it could get things going on the right track. I know that doesn't excite you or get you, you know, win well, an award for you, but those are the facts, and that's where he's at right now. That's where this program's at. Yeah, no, I think that's all fair. I mean, it's not going to um fundamentally change anything. Listen to the way you're talking about it. Like there's no that it, but I just I think it's representative of well, where yeah. we all are right now. It's like, oh man, well maybe. And that's where it is. And that's a bad spot for a college football program, especially one with the goals of Memphis to be in right now. Yeah, I, I really and it, it you, does and it only gets worse if you lose. Well it's starting to feel very much like the Tubby era in that the wins stopped meaning anything. Uh, you, you almost like well, your wins this year are over some teams that don't mean some anything. Babbage, and you had chances to beat the the ECUs and Tulane's that were right behind you, and you didn't. So the the few wins, the four wins that you do have, you know, right now don't amount to much. Yeah, I think I think that's you know by the time by the end of the Tubby era, there you were just hoping um like you were ready for the season to end. That's how that was. You didn't want them to keep winning in the in the in the conference tournament because you were just ready to be put out of your misery. I mean, I think that's kind of where a lot of people are right now. And, and, yeah, I think that's the sentiment, and it's very, very difficult to change sentiment. Josh had to go through it. Josh, once they, you know, once the populace soured on him, you know, he, there was no it, – it really changed for good, I think, after that four king season when they had all the talent, 13-14, and they didn't get anything out of it. They beat ranked teams in the regular season, finally got over that hump, but couldn't do anything in the NCAA tournament and got walloped by Virginia. And I don't think after that there was any recovery because that was his best team by far. And if you can't get to the Sweet 16 with that team, well, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be tough. You're not you're not probably ever going to make the Sweet 16. So I think once sentiment turns on you, it's just it, you don't usually have, A, the wherewithal to turn it back around, or B, the time. It's, it, it's Those things kind of go hand in hand because, again, people start voting with their feet. This game on Saturday is happening at the same time as Georgia and Tennessee. Yep, that's when that's the same time that that game is kicking off. Um, I mean, it, you you got you legitimately have to be the most devout Tiger fan in the history of the world to go to this game. I mean, you do. It's it, because the team is not putting out a product right now that is good. It's up against a lot of great games on the college football slate. And people are just going to uh, just as soon stay at the house and watch the games that are going on. So, look, look I, I don't ever question um, if, if Memphis football were good right now, if they were ranked, if they were beating good teams and, and not blowing leads, I think people would be there. I do. I, I mean, we've seen that historically in the past. When they were undefeated after they beat Ole Miss, 50,000-plus turned out for that Navy game the next week. They lost it. But fifty thousand plus came out for that. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're. I don't. I don't think Memphis is unlike most fan bases. It's 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 pretty fickle. The Grizzlies are awesome. Everybody's a Grizzlies fan now. The Tigers basketball program doesn't have a lot of buzz. Therefore, attendance is not going to be great for Memphis basketball. The Grizzlies ever get bad again, attendance will go down with it. It's just and and vice versa. So, I really do. I don't think it's a a Memphis problem. I think it's just a it's a quality problem. A problem. If the product was better, I think you would have. I don't know. I don't know what the number would be. Thirty-five to forty thousand easily, but you you don't have that right now, and so that's why Saturday is probably going to look like what it looks like. 
Uh, UCF quarterback got a concussion last game. That'll be a factor. Uh, Plumley, whether yes. or not he'll play, yes. uh, will be a factor. UCF also brings in, in terms of defensive efficiency, the 25th ranked unit in the country. Uh, they can play some defense. I know people got down on them after that loss to East Carolina. We know perfectly well around here uh, about you know being capable of losing to East Carolina. You know, and, and you look at these efficiency rankings in Memphis offensively, 26th, 26th. Uh, but this will be one of the better, if not uh, Mississippi State, set them aside, if not the best defense they faced. Um, those are the questions going into this this week. And again, I, I would tell you that apathy is worse than, than, than anger in the sense that if, if you're angry and you knew you were ready to move on, that's almost better mm-hmm. than the spot that John just laid out for you, where it's apathy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. That's the dangerous. That that's the more dangerous thing to me is when people just don't care at all. When you care enough, right, to be mad and you want the check. Okay, well then you're may, you're maybe you're moving towards something. This is the worst place to be, uh, and you don't start digging yourself out of it. I don't think without getting a win against UCF this weekend. Yeah, I no, it, I it mean, it boils down to that simple, John. It's just like you got to start somewhere. You do. And you, you get do. another, and you, you lucked up and get UCF coming off a win over Cincinnati and come in right. as a ranked team. So, hey, there's a little bit right. more of a, of a sparkle on it necessarily. Yep. You, know, you lost a little bit of that when Houston comes in the way that it did. It didn't have the shine because you weren't, well, this is two straight up, you know, weeks against ranked opponents. Yeah. You know, like a, we, with a bye weekend and a sandwich in between. We, we've talked about this before, it, it, and I hope there is a way uh, for, for Ryan to turn it around. I, I like him, I've known him for a long time. Um, going back to his offensive line days, but I I do think if you're gonna be the coach at Memphis, you you, you gotta believe in it. You gotta believe. You got even if you're, you know, objectively sort of lying to yourself, like oh I think this can be something huge, right? But there's got to be that suspension of disbelief because it's too easy to sit here and list all the things that Memphis does not have going for it. It's too easy to do that. That's not what the program needs. Nobody needs to hear about the lack of NIL money. Nobody needs to hear about the lack of Power 5 affiliation. Well, everybody knows that score. You're paid millions of dollars. That's still true. I mean, we can get into the rankings and all that, but you still get paid millions of dollars. It's a very, very handsome salary. Um, Memphis football has never had any of those things. Memphis football has never had any access. Memphis football has never had any money, but they have found ways, at least recently in the last five to ten years, to put guys in the NFL, to go to the Cotton Bowl, to have college game day in this town. Um, you know, I, I don't think anybody wants to hear it. I don't think it, it, it could be true. It could be true. But I think your responsibility as the head coach of a place like Memphis is truly to – got to make other people uh, believe. you got to make other people uh, come along with you on the journey. Because what's it going to accomplish by basically – it's the same thing Tubby did, man. Tubby would say, well, you know, we were picked fifth. We finished fifth. What's not to be happy about? This is where we're supposed to be in this conference. Well, again, that's – when you're talking about selling and you're talking about recruiting, you're talking about fans in the stands, they ain't showing up for that. They ain't showing up when you just say, this is the status quo. We must accept it and be happy with our place in the universe. You got to be a disruptor, man. You got to be a disruptor at a place like Memphis. It's just the facts. Um, you know, I don't know how much of a disruptor Mike Norvell was per se, but I mean, he put exciting offensive products on the field. They put up 50 points a game. You know, college game day came. So even if you're not outwardly disruptive, um, I, I do think inside that locker room, 
there was a lot of that going around. Like Norvell believed we could be we could be the champs in this conference. Um, he went out and he got good quarterbacks, and uh, and he made it happen. And I think when I when I sort of started to sense with Tubby, and this is sort of just the comparison I'm making here. It wasn't so much about this season, like 2017, that season. It was about, okay, what can I see coming? What can we see that's coming? Well, their recruiting's not going well. Uh, you know, you don't have anything coming in. For Memphis football, you're probably thinking about Seth Hennigan, transfer portal, things like that. So it's just like, it's just the forecast, right? The forecast looks bleak. You better be thinking about it. Um, and so that's just kind of where, like Seth. you know, I think for Memphis, um, I, again, I was in favor of the hire at the time because I I bought into okay this is this he this has been Mike Norvell's you know road dog you know he got he got Obina Eze to the University of Memphis he got uh, T J Carter to the University of Memphis the guy's a good recruiter um, and, and and I think in time in certain different times he has shown the ability to be dynamic I think for whatever reason since he's gotten the job like he's just kind of dialed that back. Um, because I get it, you want to be successful and and you want to do what's safe. Um, but I, I I think the job more or less requires somebody who is who is willing to shake it up, you know the 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 unconventional, the unorthodox. Somebody that you know, uh, like I, the the word I used was disrupt. I like that. I like that idea for somebody. I don't know who that is. If if it doesn't work out, I don't know. But I just think fundamentally that's the way you got to go. Uh, because the, I would almost box up that approach into the play calling against UCF. Uh, exactly. That's what do exactly you have to right. lose at this point? You know, uh, in terms of just throwing out everything, Brad, all, all the tricks, everything else I got. What do you have to lose at this point? This is, you know, going to be one of your final opportunities. It feels like to get people excited I to think, whatever degree that is. So I'd almost take that approach, John, that you said Memphis football should be uh, in my play calling this week against UCF. This feels like one of yeah. the last opportunities. Yeah, like unload the cap, you know, whatever, just like whatever that it. looks like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what that looks like. I just don't. It's not playing it safe, John. Absolutely no, not. That's right. That. I, if you're, I, if you're, you're playing it safe, you're setting yourself up for more of the same. I don't and the apathy think continuing. The I same. don't think Memphis football is a place where you can play it safe and be successful. I just don't. I agree with that. I, I it's Thank not. You. It's not Texas, hundred percent. You know where you have all these inherent advantages. You got to have helicopters on campuses. I mean, you know, philosophically, yes. Philosophically, you have to think like that. Yes. I'm not saying that Ryan Sorville or whoever it is needs to go around on a helicopter, but it's like you got to be willing to challenge, you know, conventional wisdom about what the job because what the job should be and what the coach believes it can be ought to be two different things in my mind, right? I understand all the challenges. We know the challenges that Memphis faces. We get that. We're reminded of them on a daily basis. I feel like if you're going to take that job, like you uh, suspend the disbelief. Sell to your – because, hey, it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. If you don't believe that Memphis football can be a conference champion, uh, uh, a Cotton Bowl, uh, you know, a peer every couple years, then guess what? It won't be. It won't be. It, it, it will be a self. However, if you treat right, it, Tommy. if you treat it so as, smart, if you treat it as, oh, I actually do think we can overcome these things because we have such a passionate fan base and we have we have talent rich uh, community and area that we're in and we have an ESPN deal. 
You know, let's highlight the things that Memphis has going for it. It's a brand. Tony Pollard just put up 400 yards on the ground against the Bears in, a, in, a, in, a, in an NFL game yesterday. Over 100, yeah. yeah Antonio, Antonio Gibson, I believe, scored a touchdown yesterday. That's right. You know, you can Kenny Gainwell's on an undefeated team in the NFL. I saw Riley Patterson kicking that. Riley Patterson, unbelievable. He made field goals for the Jags. Jags. Yeah. That's where he so, is. so like, okay, let's let's highlight. The, the things, the, the qualities, that the redeeming qualities that Memphis football has like going, going with this. I mean, John sounds like a, you know, a candidate for the job. I'm bringing I, some excitement. You really do. Really, this like- is what you do, though. You have to have a thing on the jumbotron that shows the damn NFL players going. You have to have that rolling yes. in the in mm-hmm. the video room. Yes. yes. You got Dion, yep. Kenny Dillingham. Yep. Well, Dion's not coming, so take him off the list. And John Martin. Yeah, you know, those three right there. Well, I'm not going so, for the job, but I tell you this, I would I would never punt. I would never punt. I would go for it on every fourth down, no matter what. Huh, yeah. That's going to fail. And, There's some no, coach out there exciting. doing that right now. Not on your own 30 like Mike no. Leach, please. No, it's going to be. It's like a D2 coach or something, yeah, it's, and, yeah. he, and he's losing a lot. Well, I'm going to be different. <laughs> I'm going to pay all the players. Okay? I'm gonna, You're going to pay them Yeah, what, you can do that. Huh? I'm going to pay all of them. I'm just going to find the money somewhere. We're gonna oh, that sounds really dirty. We're going to, well, it's part of You can do that. Yeah. Ready to get dirty? Yeah, we're gonna get I don't real. Think, dirty. I don't think you got. Yeah, you didn't have to get dirty anymore. They can beat you clean. We're just gonna give it to them over the table. Yeah. We're going. We're going yeah. to uh, as part of the Simmons Bank renovations. We are going to put the pony in the uh, <laughs> the animals. Uh, yeah. There's a club downstairs. Yeah, we're gonna have the. Yeah, we're gonna have the pony. We're gonna relocate it, uh, <laughs> and so everything's right there for you. You know, I I have ambition, I have belief in the program, but it's got to it's got to take some of that. You got to be creative I, about it. I haven't heard you this excited about it. In a while. Well, it's just Since like before the season. Maybe. It's just so, like look the the one thing that I just have no patience for is just is I don't have patience for complaining about the job. Yes, you know that, that's what you I. You know that's what happens at the end of these oh, ten years know, when it, it goes is. this it way. Is. Good point. It Whether is. it's Josh yeah. or yep. Tubby yep. or it never ends well. Ryan Silverfield. It's, eventually. it's always the job. It's never yeah. your own sort of performance Doings. or what yeah. you left I'll, on the I'll table. Say, Tommy's though, Tommy's was, was right. Definitely. Tommy nailed his. Definitely. I will say it, the job, the but level. it was a different you know, time. It was a it was, different. It, it was, was a much different scenario and situation for Memphis football back then. I think John brings up some good points. The job has evolved though from when Fuente fixed it, because when Fuente got it going, they didn't have the facilities and everything built yet, but they were fixing to build it. And then by the time Norvell had it, you could see where it was going, and you needed it more of a hot shot mentality. Like Fuente was the perfect, like because Fuente was running not. I mean, he had an up tempo off. Offense, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like helicopters on CBHS campus. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it he was, wasn't Hollywood as much as like Norvell became. Well, his was just very much in the in the trenches. We got to we got to yeah. gut. He this had thing. to fix the damn thing. He, he he did it on the field. That's, yes, that's what he let that speak for itself. Um, Even with the quarterback decision, where we were all skeptical at first, right, like he right. he he earned that that startup, and then it was a different job by the time it, he he handed it over to and, Norvell. And I, and I don't think. I mean, the, the one thing that Norvell. The the one thing that Norvell was really really good at, and look, this is not. I know where you're going. Like, if you just asked Norvell to come on, you know, and talk about Memphis football, he did it Done. every time, no matter what. Like, he just found time, and I think that's a fun. That that I'm not using that as oh, he came on RDG nine, therefore we liked him. But it, it it was reflective of his approach to the job. If if somebody if he had an opportunity to promote and talk about his program, Buddy was gonna do it. He was gonna do it. Like it, no matter what game week, no game week, whatever. I, I I think that is symptomatic of what approaches work at Memphis versus what approaches don't. And we sit here and we look surprised, like, oh man, I fifteen thousand versus UCF. I can't believe it. Well, what do you mean? 
What do you I just mean? Think Fuente's approach was one way is completely different in terms of his dealings with the media. Mike was different. That yep. He was more willing to go out there and sell the brand more, you know, not, not necessarily as it didn't have to just be so self centered around right. football itself and fixing right. it. You can do it different ways. You just got to win. That's what, what it boils all down to. It doesn't have to be one, one certain thing or another. He has to inspire yeah. belief, and he has to win. That's how you do it, dude. No, it, 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 it you're doesn't right. have to be a guy that's out on every radio interview or every hit or anything else. He has to make those players believe, and he has to give you wins. That's all you got to do. Fuente wasn't that dude. Fuente wasn't that dude well, out there selling it. Oh, yeah. Well, that, was, that was, again, that, the temperature was different then, too. Okay, but it's still two successful football coaching it, coaches doing it separate ways. Again, the whole point about the media thing, that can buy you extra time, John, in terms of making columnists and beat writers like you, and maybe they're writing something that's a little bit more positive. But in the end, it doesn't save you, Josh Pastner, all day. Like, what, well, are, no, we, I, what are we talking about? Just, Josh would just, do every hit, every possible. Yeah. In the end, you didn't want to hear it yeah, because he that, wasn't that, winning. That too, that too. Ba- based, yeah. uh, commensurate it with the way he was recruiting. Yes, the most so, important thing is winning. No question about it. Period. Yes, but I do uh, think like all the all the media thing does is buy you extra time. No, yeah, it was great for Norvell, but Norvell was winning. He was winning with a high sure. octane offense. That's true. Period. So was Fuente. Yes, not that, necessarily wanting to be on every. It, it's just one layer of it. It's not the it's not the the but what's going to determine. I, his. I think the job changed though from Fuente to what you needed in Norvell though. And I think going forward, it's gonna it's gonna take something remarkable. Like it is going to take something remarkable. Well, I, I do think the charge of if it doesn't work out for Ryan Silverfield and they do have to make a move, I don't think it will be after this season pending disaster the rest of the way. Uh, but if they end up having to do it, I do think the next guy is going to have to like pull up by your bootstraps, yes. kind of like messaging because because the community is out right now, right? The yes. community is out on. So it'll just have to be that initial getting. But what matters the most? What, is winning. What truly yeah. determines whether people are invested right, in the product is you got to win. You got to get back to and, and look. Maybe Memphis can't. Maybe Memphis won't. But the league is getting worse, demonstrably worse. And there's really, to me, no reason why you can't win that league. Just like with basketball, I think Memphis basketball and Memphis football should be mm-hmm. expected to be on top in the AAC every single year. Like gone are the days of well, top three. No. Memphis should be the preseason pick every single freaking year in the new AAC. And if they're not, then that coach, whoever it is, of whatever program is not doing a good job. This league's about to suck. It's about to be the you're, I mean, it's about to be the lower class of Division I f- football. I mean, it just is. Which I mean, is why this year was always about positioning yourself to be ready to take over. Yeah. I mean, that's right. not happening. Rice lost by 50 to Charlotte this weekend. Jeez. 56 to 23. It wasn't 50, but Charlotte just fired their coach. I mean, they're a Jeez. program in tumult, you know, yeah. and they still got waxed at the house. That's what's coming in to the AAC. UAB is respectable, but you should still beat UAB in every sport. In every sport you play, you should beat UAB, period. So the expectations to me are only going to ratchet up for both coaches, for both Penny Hardaway and Ryan Silverfield when this new league takes shape. I mean, to finish in second in the league is not going to cut it for basketball anymore, right? I mean, year on a year in a year out basis. Dude, we've we've laid this out. Yeah, no, no. you better believe it's not going to cut. It. It's just like yeah. UNC USA. I mean, that's really what it is. And that's what it was. Yeah, it was Josh needing to go undefeated, Cal yep. needing to run it. Yep. And Memphis football is going to have more resources. I mean, I guess if you want to argue with me about SMU, we could do that. But I mean. On a year-to-year basis, it should be those two should pretty much alternate for the preseason pick SMU and, and Memphis because um, SMU's got resources, right? They got a lot of money down there, but yeah, the the, the expectations are going to go up 
for uh, both coaches. So we'll see. Uh, beating UCF, does it change the cheese? Probably not, but it's it's one step. It's a necessary step you got to have. Much so. If Ryan Silva's going to turn around, if he's going to turn sentiment reverse course here, he's got to win on Saturday. I mean, that's just the truth. And if he doesn't, then people will remain disengaged. Beating Tulsa and North Alabama ain't going to get people it's excited, not. brother. Uh, you, I mean, six and six in a year so, where you, the best team you beat was who? Who? Who's the best one they got right now? Mm. North Texas? Uh, yeah, Temple's not it. Navy? Maybe Navy because they came Navy. back and – They've had some wins since you. Navy, man. That's sad to it say because we're not. Navy. We're certainly not going to make it Arkansas State. No. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean Navy's three and five. What's North what Texas? I, I, is, is that, are they five hundred? Four. Are they five hundred? I mean, that's going to be. It's yeah, they're five and four. That's your best. There you go. North yeah, Texas. It's North Texas. Then. They beat. They beat West Kentucky for your league mate. Weekend. Well, so made me sad. Yeah, I told you they didn't have any wins over anybody. You need you need something like to hang your hat on. You need to say, all right, we beat UCF when they were ranked. What sucks is you were right there in those games, man. Yeah, like oh, they were sure. there for the taking. Yeah, I mean that's that. I mean that's as much as anything. Houston and ECU. Yeah, they yes. were right there. But again, it's like it's, it's like, and the first half sucked at at, Tull, at uh, Tulane. But like your second half, if you wouldn't have screwed the pooch on the first half with the special teams, you'd have been there too. But see, it's it's one of those things, man. Like, don't show me the labor pain. Show me the baby. I don't care about how hard labor was. I want to see the baby. I hear that. That's, that you I know, hear you. It does results it, business. It doesn't, especially it, it, in football, because there's it, so many, not that many chances at the wheel. We're, we're all in a production-based business, man. The, radio is a production-based business. You could be the, you could be the greatest turnover phrase since Mark Twain, Jason. But if you ain't bringing in ratings and revenue, your ass is getting canned. Out of here. You're gone, brah. You're gone. If Ryan Silverfield isn't. Uh, having uh, people come to the games, if he's not winning, if uh, if he settles at six and six, seven and five. I mean, look, it may be good enough for Memphis. I don't know. I don't know what the ambition is, right? They got to have to be a shift if six and six rolls right. all of a sudden good around here. Yeah. Good enough around here. Now, the, the only person it's in, not the only person in Memphis who is completely unfireable is Penny. That's it. And job, but you can't fire players anyway. So Penny Hardaway is the only uh, employee. Fred in, Smith. Well, he runs the company, so he, he can't he can't fire himself. So I mean, it's it's just Penny. Penny is the only employee in the in the city of Memphis who is untouchable right now, and your the University of Memphis knows that very well. Uh, Penny Hardaway can do anything he wants. He, he don't have to talk to nobody. He ain't got to ask for nothing. He ain't got to do nothing. He'll just get on Twitter. He'll just get on Twitter and say, "Yo, I need la la la," you know, uh, and he'll get it. Like that's just the way that's going to go. The t- tops barbecue administration can't can't be fired. That's they're, true. That's a good they're point. on top of things. Yeah, that's, that's, true. that's a good point. Unfireable folks. That's, that's around. true. And they're. I, uh, I mean, Brad is a three-time Marconi. That's right. The radio station is PD of no. this radio Trust station. They throw my. Hey. I don't think you're removable right <laughs> no, now, bro. Trust you me. are. You are running on a heater like Bane, right? Bro, now. they would throw me out as fast as you can shake a stick. I, I promise you. One of these, especially when you get it, when you break through, and when we, when we uh, get that Coney, that hey, Marconi, it, 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 you're only as good as who's who's your teammate. You know, that's all I can. I know. Bro. I don't know, man. I think at some point you got to win one to be uh to be totally untouchable. That's just the truth. You got to win one. You can get to the championship game so many times, but if you just fall short, I mean, what about the Bills? What who was the Bills coach through through all those Marv years? Marv Levy. Yeah. Did, oh yeah, Marv. He got fired, He's, right? 
He's still alive. I, don't, I by think the way. Marv stepped, didn't he? Did he step down? I think Marv I think he might have stepped down. I don't down. want to say that Marv stepped down. No, I think down. he retired. He was just older. Yeah, exactly. Didn't okay. he retire? Yeah, he I, I think retired. he left gracefully, John. Okay, did yeah. he leave gracefully? I think so. After retiring He's from coaching a hero in 19, up there. he retired in 97. Right. He served right. as the GM of the Bills from 06 and 07, though. He came back and did a year with them. So, I, yeah. I guess that did A great so man. Well. But Marv, that, yeah, that, Marv. He's, 97 now. Yeah, still kicking. He was at the game the other night. He was 6-10 and 10 his final year, so even Marv stopped producing, and the minute he did, they got his ass up out of Gonzo. there. Gonzo. It was one of those forced retirements. We're like, all right, dude, you can't even remember people's names you anymore. You can't fire Bill. Bill who? Belichick. Oh. Yeah, probably. Although, I mean, if he... And maybe you can't fire Pete Carroll, because he won't die. Well, Pete Carroll's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Pete Carroll yeah. is uh, the story of the NFL. Um, but yeah, like, what's the message of this game? The message of this game on Saturday and fundamentally is disrupt. Be a disruptor. Don't, I like it. Don't be, you know, just another in a long line of, right? Disrupt. Be like the Bears and run fields. Everything in the kitchen sink. Oh, my I, I, God. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Whatever you got. Although Oof. that result was, run is Henny. not what I'm aiming for. No. I'm not looking that for That was a 20-point loss. Yeah, I'm not looking for, all right, let's give it everything we got and lose by 20. Oh, no. dude, we, I'm telling you right now, ask that Dallas defense how tired they are today. The plan <laughs> is better. I, I'd rather ask Just because we don't have players, it's a different situation. But I would the ask, plan uh, is better. The ask the Chicago Bears defense how tired it is. <laughs> Tony Potter again, run all over them folks. He really he just did. shook us. He didn't run over us like we kind of ran over that Dallas defense. We had, man, we had Micah hurting, tired, and breathing hard. Um, he was injured, a little banged up. John, now don't forget, we did score yesterday. You did, yes. Some was, NFL teams could not. Some, what? some could not. That was your NFL team. You know, that was not a disruptive performance by the Raiders. Now, was it? They went for it on fourth and five. What would Silverfield say to that Raiders team about getting up and getting back on the winning track? He would say, "It is time to press the explosion button." He, well. This is a hard job, you know. Yeah. Well, that one is. It, that's what he would say. He would say, well, I don't See, know what you, you got to understand is, is a, NIL now. I don't know what you want. It's, I don't know what not, you want me to do. It's not the same job as I, when I got it. I don't know what you want me to do here, man. It's uh it's it's a it's a mess. So, yeah. no, good job there summing up the uh, Memphis football uh, issue, story, narrative. I, I hope uh, I hope Ryan turns it around. I truly do. It's not going to be easy though. Once you once you reach this point, uh you know, you you cross the Rubicon, so to speak, uh it is definitely not easy to uh to come back. Next story. Uh, Memphis Exhibition gets the win. Now, we talked about this from a scary sense in, uh, in terms of their 96-62 win over Lane on Sunday, the second of their two exhibitions. They'll open the season a week from today against Vanderbilt. We, didn't, we talked about the negative, which was mostly the shooting. Tigers go 4 of 20. That makes them 6 of 39. Uh, through two games, two exhibition games from three. So what we thought was going to be a problem has been an issue so far. Penny Hardaway says we just got to keep shooting them, but we're daring teams basically just play us zone all season long. And he laid it out for you. He basically made the defensive game plan for everybody else until the Tigers show they can hit some shots in a real game. That's what they're going to be seeing early on from the Vandys, the St. Louis's, the VCU's, and everybody else, I would imagine. And what we didn't talk some about was the good that came out of that game. DeAndre Williams was that, 22-12 rebounds, 6 assists. I know it was against Lane, but you want that from DeAndre Williams. Keontae Kennedy, an interesting piece because uh, he's going to have to be a, a very important part, an integral part of this team, especially with Emmanuel Acock gone. We've talked about Kennedy and where he's slotted in the pecking order, maybe as high as 2, maybe as high as 3, but somewhere in that mix. He had 16 points, goes 7 of 16, 2 of 8 from 3, but for the most part was one of those guys that looks like you're going to be able to depend on. John and I have gone back and forth on who's going to start at center, Malcolm Dandridge or KO. 
uh, Penny Hardaway started Chandler Lawson yesterday next to DeAndre Williams. And how about this? Because I don't think it was going to get talked about on this. And I realize, again, against Lane, you got to take that into account. 15 rebounds, 10 points from Chandler Lawson. Is he going to be able to do that or give you that kind of production uh, uh, in the non-conference this year? Don't know, but we've said Chandler Lawson, guy who knows Penny's, Penny's system inside and out, and that if he's healthy, you can put him out there. You're going to look up, and that box score is going to be filled up with numbers. Uh, Chandler Lawson can, can be a guy that contributes inside in uh, in certain times this season and maybe hopefully for him on a consistent stretch. You know, KO and Malcolm, I thought Malcolm, you know, coming off the bench in this game, started the first one. Uh, 18.6 rebounds for KO. Defensively, this dude changes things. Seven mm-hmm. blocks, there's no question about it. Five rebounds, five points. Did have the five fouls, though, in just 20 minutes. So who knows, man, what that ends up looking like against Vandy next Monday. If it's Malcolm, if it's KO, or if Penny just decides, you know what, I'll go DeAndre and Chandler Lawson uh, because I know what I'm going to get from those guys and then adjust from there. I think there's possibility the, that is what we see. Uh, Elijah McCadden. Uh, was was playing with Kendrick Davis out. That was the other part of this game. Memphis did not play Kendrick Davis for precautionary reasons, an ankle that Penny Hardaway says that Kendrick tweaked in practice. So Elijah McCadden, four points, uh, starting along with Alex Lomax, one of four, uh, ended up being 0 of 2 from 3. As we said, Memphis, 4 of 20 from 3, did put up 96 points, though. So uh, in terms of positives, DeAndre Williams... Hopefully Kendrick Davis will be that. I mean, this thing's about to get going, whether you yeah, guys are ready for it or not. Or whether or whether John the buzz is there or not. It doesn't feel like there's yep. a great deal of that going into this season. We know that the Tigers aren't ranked uh, by most. You're in they're in that thirty five to forty range. I think that's too what the math says in terms of their Ken Palm ranking. So again, going into the season where there's less hype, less maybe excitement than there has been, um, Tigers have got some players, including a guy who can be an All-American in Kendrick Davis. Question going to be, can they shoot the ball? Chandler Lawson, I thought, was a, a, a good thing to come out of Sunday. Hopefully you see more of that during the season. Next story. Uh, we, we need to mention this because uh, it is a uh, professional team here in Memphis that had its season come to an end, sadly. I don't know if they're part of your uh, respect burgers here, so I'll keep it brief. I did it last week. Okay, so you gave you gave out the one that will do it. They were the first one. Yeah, Memphis on a 1FC, unfortunately, did have its season come to an end uh, on Sunday, yesterday at AutoZone Park. And it, it was a little wild. It was a wild ending, right? So it was, it was, it was nil to nil after the first 90 minutes. Uh, and then, of course, going to extra time. Uh, not only FC gets a penalty kick there um, late in uh, late in the game. They miss it. They miss the the penalty there, ninety plus minutes. And then a few minutes later, ninety minutes plus nine. So in the extra time, uh, Tampa Bay, who they who they lost to, they get the penalty kick and they make theirs. So ah. it is one nil is the final score there for Memphis on one FC. And I tell you what, it's just it it, it really does make me rethink. Can we really build a stadium, you know, for a team that's not winning championships? Man, stop. This is a team that's taken the steps up to make, becoming a championship team, won their first playoff game this year. It's year four, John. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about building a whole new stadium. I need it to be a championship outfit, right? Uh, I just think we could use that $10 million. That's what you got for Ben Pierman and well, the lads we, we got to use that $10 million to renovate the lower part of the Simmons Bank for my strip club. Ain't nobody putting no, nothing in there for you. If you want to win, you will. Get it for the lads. Do you want to win? Do you think we'll see it? Do you think we'll see the 
the we stadium. Should, we should have done like Silverfield, where if you win a championship, you get the stadium. Well, that's remarkable. People do remarkable things. That's and right. Get remarkable things. That's right. That would be the Brad Carson plan. That's would, what I would have done. I, it, if I were the mayor, I would say, look, incentivize it. Look, here's the deal. We don't want to build this. It's money. We got all these projects. If you win the championship, you get the stadium. If you lose, you don't. Hold on. I've closed my eyes when I'm looking into the future. Mm-hmm. And the stadium is there. The stadium is there is what you're oh. saying? Oh, the stadium is there. We got it done. Congrats, 901 FC. <laughs> he slipped into the future and Look found that. It's there. What's it going to be called? And we're going to have, like, city championships there, like city football championships and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get, oh, okay. get some other uses it's out a of multi- that thing. Well, don't you, you know, have a football things, stadium right next to it for those? You don't need to put a, a city championship on draw like, right. into a 60,000, 55,000 f- Don't turn don't even worry about no turning sense. the lights on. Yes, it does. Yes, you it had does. bandmasters there this weekend, for God's sakes. Man, you, can, you don't want to put them in that cavernous stadium, Simmons Bank. We don't want to put our fo- current football stadium in that cavernous stadium. You want them in something small and quaint and intimate, and that would be good. Along with uh, along, if if nine hundred one FC will let us use it, wouldn't a smarter idea to be kill all of it and then put in a thirty five thousand seater and just be more in the middle and have one instead of two? It's not happening. That's just not. Just Isn't that real, more practical? You realize that the state ain't coming off that kind of money to build a new stadium, right? They're gonna come out. They got to come off something for the form. And they got to come off something That's for your easy. Little, for your one fifty to two hundred for your little renovations over at Simmons Bank. Not giving you money. They got to give. They got to give Nashville money well, for if, that stadium. If Memphis could they're, raise the they're money, they're not giving you money for anything else. So Memphis got to do it on its own. It's not happening. If Memphis could raise the money, they'd build their own campus stadium, but they can't. So that's why they're stuck in the Liberty Bowl, or the Simmons Banks. And the only way that they can get renovations for Simmons Bank is state. by leaning on the state. So, yeah, you're stuck like Chuck there. And, uh, and, and so, It'd be yeah. ideal, Brad. But it's, yeah, I mean, that, it's, that, they've had that conversation five It's not a reality I don't, and has never been. It's not like Memphis sits there and says, man, we love that place. We want to be there forever. I mean, they just, they, <laughs> they just don't have any alternatives. There's no choice. So they, they just stuck. They're just trying to make the best of a bad situation. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad that you peered into the future though and saw the the. Yeah, it's, it's there. Cool. It's there. We have it. And we you're and, and you're frolicking in the we got it concourse. Done. We got it done. And uh, going over there for for yeah yeah see 901 FC and uh, and a couple of city championship events in football. Yeah, it was a, a tough end, but no, in, in all seriousness, great season, great season for them. This is their third year, fourth and, fourth year. Okay, fourth year, and uh, you know you you get a, you get a chance to get really close. Look into the future. What do you see? I hear. I hear y'all sarcasm. Don't think it's gonna get the big ask. It's gonna get a big answer. Well, that's the and one that's, get that's the one that's most you know. I think on the chopping block, right? That's the one where you would ask, like, okay, is that the? Do we really need this? That's what. They, that's what they'll say. Well, and you have to redo AutoZone Park too for the Redbirds as well, don't you? That was one of them. That's, that's on in, there. That's in the list. Yeah, don't get any ideas about that though, because that's that. John's get. got that third above the uh, above nine hundred one FC. Not me. You, which give goes me first? The, give me the state the soccer stadium before that. Yeah, they, before well, the, AutoZone renovate. Well, yeah, because people actually go to uh, the soccer games. People don't I'll tell go, you what, go AutoZone is in is. I don't want to call it disrepair, but if y'all get into a baseball game or a soccer game, I mean it's it does need some TLC over there. Yeah, it does. But I mean, All it it's needs like is ten mil. If, if you, now you're trying to make it to be the it's the, the only thing that's used for is Redbirds games, which nobody goes to. Well, the soccer, no, the soccer's getting its own. Well, what if you don't have the your own? They just go away. You can't keep playing in AutoZone. They don't want to, and they and and the and the league that they're in is said they have to have their own you know places to play. Mm. That's why they're doing it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what uh, what comes of it. Um, but uh, but yeah, the the playoff run does unfortunately end in very dramatic fashion, devastating fashion for 
Memphis 901 FC. We'll come back. Got some respect burgers to hand out. And then Jason Fitz going to join us at 125. Stick around. Jason and John on the turn of FM ESPN. Now's the perfect time. Download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Why? Um, because right now you new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, FanDuel makes it easy. All you got to do is sign up with the promo code JSmith, and then you're looking at a thousand back if you don't win on that first bet. All on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel's got all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Even got the great boosts like the 92.9 FM uh, FanDuel boost that hit this weekend with Tony Pollard and Derrick Henry both going over 70 yards. Boy, was that easy money. FanDuel makes it easy all on an app, like we said. That's super cool. So sign up today with promo code JSmith for your no-sweat first bet. Get in on the fun. It's promo code J-S-M-I-T-H. Make every moment more this season. You do it with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Who you gonna call? If you're thinking about listing your home, who you gonna call? Live, love, man. I ain't afraid of no sale. They can get you the most money for your home. To live, love, Memphis group. How do they do it? They know the market conditions, and they will educate you along the way. I think that's the most important thing. Know what you're getting into. Know that, yes, rates have gone up. They're still historically, as these things go, low. Ask your parents what their interest rate was when they bought their home in the 80s and the 90s. It'll probably be higher than what they are right now, if I had to guess. So if you're in a situation where you need to sell, you want to get the most money, get with Jennifer and her team at the Live Love Memphis group. E- email info at livelovememphis.com. Yep, don't let fear freeze you up like it did me four and a half years ago. Free will keep, uh, fear will keep you from making that call. 901-625-5200. Don't be scared. Jennifer Carstensen is going to get you an education. What she's not going to do is promise to sell your home for a number uh, that maybe was for yesterday's market. Right? And then you're stuck paying that mortgage 
and having to deep, uh, depreciate, go down, lower that price. You don't want to do all that. Jennifer's going to price it right from the get-go, and she'll help you find your dream home as well. Renters right now. Again, those interest rates might scare you. Don't let it scare you. Make the call. A lot of times these sellers got plenty of equity built up. They're willing to help you on the clothes and everything else, help you balance out that interest rate. you got to make the call, though. Rent up 38% over the last year in Memphis. Get out of that uh, apartment. Get into a new home. Jennifer Carsonson can help you. 625-5200 for Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Uh, is it, what's the uh, what's the best like Halloween song for you, Jason? Like, what's the is this it? Like the best like theme song for Halloween or like a scary movie or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I love me some Ray Parker Jr. Uh, so the Ghostbusters, I'm always a little partial to that. I don't know. You're you're Michael Myers music. Wasn't that what y'all were playing earlier? Was that yeah. the music from Halloween? I mean, it's that's pretty iconic. That's pretty brand on brand right there. You're not gonna go wrong there. What about Michael Jackson Thriller? You know. It's just not very scary. Well, the, the video is. The music video is very scary. Only the first part. Where, and in the end, when he turns at you, you got the right. cat eyes. Yeah, through. that was. That, but when she first looks over and he's changed, that yeah. part was a little scary. But then it was dancing. You were dancing well, with yeah, the no, and the ghost. But it was, it was like the makeup was really good for that time. You very know? much so. Very much so. What's the song with... Uh, Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Freddy. It had Freddy. Something yeah. about nightmares. Nightmare yeah. on my street? Yeah, yeah that, that's, that was, a really, that's a yeah. really good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Cause I'll play like a, that next. They're telling a, they tell a story in that thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, there's like a legend about that in terms of like the music video or something. Like they like, it got destroyed. You know, it's interesting. It's spooky because yeah. it features a, a guy coming up at an award show and smacking the host. Um so give yourself the uh, give yourself the nutmeg. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, the jokes are slow. So uh, BMG tried to release that video of the Nightmare on My Street, and uh, then New Line Cinema, which owned the rights to Freddy Krueger, sued, mm. and the court ordered all copies oh. of that video uh, destroyed. So I, I don't know if anybody has I ever seen the music video. that story yeah. or didn't know it at all. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, this is what we bring, buddy. This is what we bring. <laughs> Factoids. There is a nightmare on. Uh, I don't know what, what. What's the Auburn place called? What's it? What's the uh, where all the trees are? Oh, Tumors Corner. Yeah, there's a nightmare on Tumors Corner right now because uh, Brian Harson. Well, I guess maybe it's a. Oh, maybe I see it's where you're transition it's a celebration, bro. Uh, yeah. Maybe no, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. That yeah. U two song is what they're feeling right now. Uh, Brian Harson has been fired after less than two seasons as. Coach, they have a new AD there as well, and John Cohen coming over from Mississippi State. So he has a big job on his hands. Team is 3-5, and uh, going to miss out most likely on a bowl game for the first time since 2012. Uh, some have said, I saw Brandon Marcello, who I think broke the story, he also said there is no debate that Brian Harson is the worst coach in the history of Auburn, which I don't, I'm not as familiar with Auburn I don't know. Football. I can't think of anybody that would be worse. Uh, but, yeah, he just was not a fit from jump. Um, I just, hated him from the get-go. Yeah, like his COVID stuff and all that. Um, he's Isn't he more, more of a West Coast guy, y'all? He came from, uh, did he come from Boise? Texas? Boise. Okay, was he from, I thought he was. Because he was Arkansas State, Boise, and then Auburn. Yeah, he, he must have. I, why, do I, why did I think he was at Texas? I don't know why I thought he was there. Maybe at one point he was. But yeah, uh, Boise State to Auburn is just a weird, it's a weird jump. It's like you can't. Do run the program the same way in the mm-hmm. SEC. Yeah. The SEC is just built different. Yes, it means more. You know that, Jason. It yeah, means no. more. So uh, the question becomes: All right, who does uh, who does Auburn go and get? Uh, there are obviously a few names. You have Deion Sanders. You have 
Lane Kiffin, who got a dramatic win over Texas A&M. I was actually watching that game uh, over the weekend. I, I like Texas A&M's young quarterback. He's a freshman. Yeah, he'd be all right. He'll be a good one. Um, I don't. I mean, Jimbo will. Print. That's exactly what Jimbo's saying. He'll be a good one. See you next year. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, they can't fire him. That's what they're talking you nailed about. Nailed it. Um, so Lane Kiffin, um, Deion Sanders, Kenny Dillingham is going to be up for this job. I mean, he he is. Uh, he was there. He was at just Auburn. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he is going to be a popular choice um, in terms of you know who who gets the looks. So he went to Florida State, then to Auburn, now to Oregon. That's right. right. Isn't that the path? Yeah. And I, I don't know. Look, I, I fast watched, rise for Kenny. I watched a little bit of Oregon this weekend. I know you guys didn't ask for my opinions here. No, but I want. This is why we're here. Well, um, how much of it's him is the question. Well, I don't know that. I do think their offense is amazing. Yes. Now I will, I will caution that by saying every every. Like it's hard to evaluate Pac-12 teams because the league sucks. The league just is not good. So when you watch, you know, Oregon hang 42 on uh, who, who the hell were they playing? I can't remember. 42 on whoever they're playing in the Pac-12. Like we also saw them against Georgia this year too, and they got hammered. So it's like, mm. you know, curb your enthusiasm. Is it has a Pac-12 team ever not disappointed? It was, it was Cal, man. Yeah, Cal. Mm-hmm. Uh, has has a Pac-12 team ever not disappointed in the college football playoff? Every time Washington got there, they would just get obliterated. So it's like, yeah, you could you could you could look flashy in your own league, but once you get outside of it, you get undressed every time, pretty much without fail. You know, Justin Herbert's brother is there. He's a tight end. He caught a touchdown. Did not know that. Yeah, Jackson Herbert is his name. How about that, uh, Dion, be silly to take it. Dion ain't taking it. No I, way. I don't think Lane Kiffin would take it. No, he wouldn't. Why leave and go to jacked up expectations when you're a king right where you are? Agreed. You don't go. Agreed. Right. That's a tough job to take. Honestly, I'm I'm not even joking. Like I even Dilling. I know this sounds insane. Like. It's a, it is a damn trapdoor job at Auburn, man. Like, they were talking fire him before this season started. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 